Mildred's Milky Tin. Have you ever been sitting back in a dentist chair with that plastic tube in your mouth, slurping out your saliva and thinking, where does it all go? Well, now we've got the answer. RecycledDentalSaliva.com will provide an isotonic sports drink for you <laughs> and your family. Good as a mixer, good in a cup of tea. RecycledDentalSaliva.com will provide that extra boost of protein and digestive enzymes that your mouth has been lacking. So, why wait? Call today and order your free trial sample. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Good afternoon and welcome uh, to this special edition of Blue Peter, broadcast live on BBC Radio 2. Um, as part of Children's Hour, uh, which is a new feature we're going to be trialling this week. Um, and I just want to describe the environment we're in today. Uh, so we're on the South Downs. Uh, it's lovely and sunny out here. Um, and we've got so, uh, three of your really uh, best love presenters with me. So I'll just let them introduce themselves. Hi, um, I'm Charlie. <laughs> of course, uh, thanks Charlie. And uh, have you? Presenter, I'm just Charlie's minder. Oh, right. Gosh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, you know, he, he just loves... He just loves uh, presenting for the kids, doesn't he? I'm just going to make sure it doesn't... But let's now move forward to, I think, uh, we've got a real special treat for everyone. Um, now, one of the things that when I was growing up, I was really keen on doing... Um, was just getting to understand how the Royal Navy worked. I always saw these men and women, these brave men and women, going around on these big boats, protecting our seas, and I always thought, what makes them want to join? So I've got a panel here of some new recruits into the Royal Navy, um, and I imagine uh, just a couple of months ago, you were probably all um, viewers of Blue Peter, like uh, the, the little boys and girls at home. Um, so, Dave, what made you interested in, in joining the Royal Navy? Well, um, I've always wanted to um, sail the seven seas, as it were. But um, I was a little disappointed to see that there are actually, um, well, two oceans, really, and three. And uh, the others are, um, well, they're all interconnected. Gosh, I mean, that's really exciting. What a discovery to make. Um, and so are you excited about going and, and grappling with that big blue ocean? Well, no, really. I was, um, I, I thought it would, they'd be individual. Um, but knowing that they're all connected sort of saps a bit of the fun for me. Okay, um, interesting. So we'll come back to that one later. Um, so, Adam, I believe you're starting your career as a chef and you're hoping to go on submarines, is that right? Yeah, well, actually, I really want to be an um, like officer class or whatever the nautical equivalent uh, is. Like, like an admiral? <laughs> sure, yeah, someone who's fairly admirable, yeah. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, the really interesting thing that I learned is that it's not seven seas at all. It's like one big interconnected ocean. Uh, but, you know, I heard uh, this thing in uh, geography once, yeah? That um, yes, but Patagonia, yeah, it was this oh, yeah. supercontinent that we were all part of. 
and then uh, the the Americans um, use their space to really dig away at their coastline right. and probably Africa too. And now Patagonia is actually like lots of different continents, but the sea's always been one thing, isn't it? So, so do you try and bring that into your food? Um, is is that something you're going to try and um, you know bring a bit of that sort of panache, as in, as I as I will, uh, in into some of the hors d'oeuvres? No, it's just it's just a lot of food, isn't it? Yeah, that, I mean, it would take a lot of food to feed the Royal Navy. That's that's a very good point. Yeah, um, across all of those big seas and, and continuous oceans. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, there, thanks. Um, so, one of the other people we've got is a really special guest, and this is Claudia. She's actually just graduated as one of the first Royal Navy brain surgeons. Now, what's really interesting about that is that sea, obviously, the uh, the ships moving around, and I hear you yourself invented a special contraption to to count the action of the waves. So would you just like to, to tell the children at home something about that? Yeah, I did. So basically what it is is you kind of get raised up off the floor and if you're not in contact with the floor, which is obviously in contact, as you know, with the ocean, which is, you listeners at home will know, it's not a flat surface. Y- y- you're not moving around so much. And I was really looking forward to, you know, operating on people on, you know, seven seas. But what I recently discovered was actually it's not seven seas at all. It's actually more like two big oceans that are kind of just connected by a load of other stuff. So what I'm taking away from this is actually what your invention has done it has enabled the Royal Navy this, this amazing capability to to work on, on, on these these seas, which are, are somewhat in, interconnected. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow, that's that's really amazing. Yeah, thanks. And uh, so, so thank you, and, and thank you all. Um, so everyone at home, I hope that's given you a bit of inspiration. It's certainly really inspired me, um, and, and I just can't wait to, to take that through. So thank you very much. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Welcome. Um, so let's uh, move now over to, uh, I think we've got George. Um, George. George, are you there? Yeah, hi there, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm brilliant, how, how are you doing? Yeah, good, 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 I've got a couple of minutes to talk to you, it's about stuff. Yeah, so um, you're going to be our guest on tomorrow's programme, so would you just right. like to, to give us a bit of a teaser about what's coming up? Right, so uh, tomorrow we're going to be having a chat about uh, assault in the workplace, and what that can mean for you. Uh, and um, for, the... for, for, for Blue Peter on, on BBC Radio 2. Oh no mate, you got the wrong number. Oh, um, oh. I'm on Panorama. Oh, right. Uh, no, no. I'm talking okay. about the systematic no, and rigorous okay, thank you, rape thank, thank, of people thank, thank, in the workplace. Thanks, thank you, George. Um, okay, uh, so um, so tomorrow uh, we're going to be on the Norfolk Broads and we're going to be exploring what really happened to the coal trade. Mildred's milky tin. So... Obviously, um, he's got him for the tackle and his studs are raised and what's happened is he's caught him. And, um, you know, I don't think he's been aggressive in any way, shape or form, but, um, you know, I think the tackle was um, was a bit hard. Well, of course, you know, interesting that you bring up form there because in pre-76 rules, that would, of course, have been illegal. And, of course, the shape of the aggression was quite circular. In that, he went in aggressively, came out aggressively, all round aggressive, 
very circular of aggression. Course. And that brings us on to the point of intent, which is, of course, uh, very informative in the whole business. Oh, naturally, it's one of the most important questions. And, and it, we should return to the uh, to the goal, uh, the first goal. Uh, yeah, because we've gone on topic. It's not, you know, in true. any way, shape, or form what we we intended to talk about, is it? Yes, I mean that's true. Oh, we're we're right. a bit off the shape of the topic, aren't we? Yeah, because actually it's a spherical object that is yes. being put into a rectangular sort of, uh, you know, goal. If if you'd have, uh, well, you know, hang on, a sphere is a form, and a, a, sh- a rectangle is a shape. So, are, are we yeah, but you know, what I'm trying to say is, it's not any old shape or form. You know, there's a specific shape that needs to go into a particular form, um, in order for a goal to be scored. I think there is a way that that can can be the case. Yes, I mean, indeed. Well, yeah, but the rules are quite specific. There are only several ways that you can score a legal goal, and that's why I brought up the rules because post eighty six, with that famous Munich incident, uh, they they were quite di- quite didactic about what forms you could actually score a goal. Was that when the uh, the shape and the form became fused? Well, you know, it's a very interesting debate, and it splits the academic community because, of course, um, you know, if we look at the Oslo, uh, you know, agreement. Uh, when the FA was actually first formed, um, you know, that's when we actually, the shape becomes quite so interesting because, uh, you know, a sphere made up of multiple hexagons, for instance, it is a very different shape to a, uh, just a, um, a sort of a uh, bladder. Well, there you go, it's a form made up of two regular shapes, but yes, this is a good point. Joe Sheffer makes an excellent point in his paper of 1909 about this, uh, in the way that the shape and the form uh, inform the aggressive shape and form of the game of football. Oh no, that's, that's very, it's very funny because the other thing that's also uh, wrapped up in, in um, Mr. Sheffer's uh, analysis is uh, the bureaucracy and, and the different that forms is very that you funny. do have to yes. fill in uh, when, when, when you do substitutions. Well, and, you know, we can't forget that. Well, I have to, I have to disagree with you there. You know, and I, I have to disagree with you there because I, having read the paper... Um, <clears throat> I happen to think, you know, I have to, um, I, you know, I have to disagree with you in some way, in in some shape, and in, in some form. He has to. He has to. He has to disagree. Has to. Uh, and in what shape or form are you going to do that? Why do you have to disagree? Had to. You had to. I had to. Well, I, I felt compelled to really because, um, in terms of shape. Oh, it was <clears> compelling that. Made yeah, me not only in terms of shape, but in terms of form also, right. and um, and in a, and in a way. <laughs> I mean, really, in all, all three counts, I must say, I disagree with you, actually. Well, actually, I think uh, you've got a pretty, pretty good point there. Uh, you know, any way you look at it, really. Um, a lot of form to that argument. And, um, and, we'll yeah, I mean, and, the shape and you also, shape the argument perfectly. The shape is also substantive. Yeah. And, of course, the wacky is, um, is integral. <clears throat> well, I think that concludes um, football in for the afternoon. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for, for tuning in. Uh, Tune in next week on this episode of Any Shape or Form. Now on PBS, the next chapter of Samuel Pepys's diary. London, January 12, 414. I've become significantly confused after completing the latest editions of my diary. After writing so many dates in the top right-hand corner of the page, I can no longer remember what year it was, or indeed what my name was. The doctors said something had happened, something had shifted in my memory box. Well, I didn't give a damn about them. All I knew was that I had to write, and I had to write something, and I kept on going. 
The following entry may not be my most interesting, but it may well be my most detailed. It begins herewith. When I attached that leech to my forehead, as Dr. Purgeon suggested, I was sceptical, I must admit, lest one must not doubt medical science when it offers such miracles. Now, I'm not to say I'm disputing God's providence in this, but if he did indeed put leeches on the earth, then he did indeed cure my sick, foggy brain. Speaking of fog, it lays heavy upon London today. I can't see much further than Greenwich. I can't remember what's beyond it. I nor can I remember English. <laughs> I wonder whether I was born French. But then I remember my nanny distinctly spoke in a Northumberland accent. I can't remember what it sounds like, but it hears something like this. Samuel, you get it! <laughs> Samuel, now you listen to nanny. You get thee right to bed. Yes, that's what she sounded like. <laughs> Now, one of the things as I was walking down High Holborn today, I was thinking, was wouldn't it be sensible if all those ships in the Navy had one central point deciding what they did? Now, I just couldn't for the life of me think why this hadn't happened. After so many years of having navies with queens and kings, indeed, authorising the building of ships and all these ranks and ratings of officers, why was there no central coordination body to strive for their function and finesse? Well, it occurred to me that the Admiralty was an institution that was indeed needed, and it would be needed in a building with several arches, so that we can, in, you know, times yonder, say, oh, the Admiralty arches, I'll meet you there before dinner. <laughs> and indeed, that's what we built, and it was there that we coordinated the function and finesse of ships. And I just couldn't believe that I hadn't thought of this before. I'm going to bury this book now because everything's on fire. <laughs> this entry is recorded in the dictionary of one Samuel Johnson, who found his dear friend Samuel Pepys's diary entry buried underground after the fire, dug it up and included it in his entry under the letter S. The entry continues as follows. Samuel... Comma, peeps. Erstwhile friend. Diary writer. Filthy cheat. Cheese snedger. Capital waluga. And philandering floundering. For Zavazer. Sick. <laughs> Words I have decided to expunge from my new dictionary. Wargle Mr. Sheffer, you've 
come before the committee today to uh, submit your paper on um, the game of football uh, and the, the way, the shape and the form in which the game can be construed as cohesive to a communal cohabitation uh, in the British Isles. Uh, now, Mr. Sheffer, uh, the the the, uh, the uh, committee has read the paper. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yes, and we, and we we did uh, summarily find it to be worthy of our publication. Congratulations. Oh, oh my goodness, I'm there were, of course, one or two questions uh, some of the dissenting opinions would like to ask. Oh, naturally, of course. I mean, we'd like to answer. Yes, yeah. it's, oh, it's part of our, our standard editing process. So, um, Gregor Roche, would you uh, take us uh, through the uh, agenda of uh, uh, yes. things? In, and if you could take us from perhaps the, the first uh, thing to the last. Of course, of course I'll, I'll do that in order. <coughs> Just to formally introduce myself, uh, I am Professor uh, Larry Gleglosh uh, from the Hebronic Institute of uh, Footballic Arts. Uh, I am Professor Emeritus of that particular field, and I have a PhD uh, from uh, Oslo Polytechnic Academy. Yes, um, uh, Mr. Sheffer, please don't <coughs> don't be uh, in, intimidated uh, about appearing before a panel of the most experted experts of the footballic arts. Um, really, we were very impressed with your papers. It's really just a few edits, a few yes. that we must, 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 we, we must mean, as in, insist upon. As a personal note, oh, no, sorry, I'll, I'll mention that in any other business. Yes, uh, so, yes, um, we, um, we don't do personal matters. Yes, sorry. Regular. Yes, thank sorry, you. Sorry. Uh, oh, so, um, um, we are all hereby summoned to uh, the uh, Fifth Council of uh, Footballic Arts. Footballic Arts on... Hmm. Go! Uh, on the 25th of February uh, 2029. 2029. Uh, based in uh, Djibouti. And it is with great pleasure and uh, formal acknowledgement uh, that we do here congregate item one yes Gregorosh if you could just take us to the uh, objections we had to the paper to get edited and uh, push it through to the uh, next month's publication okay, before yes. we reach the age of 54 <laughs> <laughs> some, some of us have already passed that uh, item one introductions I've already introduced myself item two uh, dissenting opinions I've already raised mine uh, item three, uh, which is uh, the matter at hand now, uh, which of course I will hand over to our esteemed chairman, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Trollope, to introduce. Yeah, hello. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, uh, Greg Rush. Here. Uh, hello, Sheffer. Mr. Sheffer. Yes, 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 it is. Yes. Um, yes, it is. Uh, so, is, is our objections, you see, take three parts. Uh, well, not objections, just some edits we'd like to make to your, uh, your uh, no, uh, uh, thesis. Um, yep, yeah. so your theses uh, are, like, we have uh, the shape, the, the, the form, and the way. Those are the, the manners in which we, we want to make edits. So, the, the shape of your paper, generally, is very linear. You take... Um, 
the assumption that people want to read it from left to right and up to, up to down. Is that a, a conscious uh, decision? Because does it really fit um, the way in which uh, the game is played, uh, for instance, for instance, for instance, if you have a very back and forth game, it might occasionally go right to left. Have you thought about perhaps, um, you know, mixing your language from English to Hebrew or Japanese at certain points so that the reader can experience the paper as if it were a game of football. I, I was also wondering in that is uh, if maybe uh, even pages could be orientated landscape. Yes, that is because, um, you know, over, over, if you think about it, more than half, that's over, the, the majority, over half, more than half, the majority of the spectators in a stadium yeah. will be watching a, a foot, footballier match, footballolia, a, a, well, I mean, a, it's interesting because it's a 90 minute that. period of the, the footballier arts, the footballier, footballaic acid, <laughs> in a... <laughs> In a landscape form, uh, of course, I mean, yeah. well, rather I mean, than portrait, and your paper is all portrait. Please don't interrupt, because uh, one of one of the other things that we also noticed in the paper is is that is by no means uh, any shape. I must address. Yes, this. you may. You may now uh, respond. Oh, okay, my pleasure. Uh, it is my pleasure, and it is, of course, uh, it remains my pleasure to be uh, in front of this esteemed committee. And uh, may I say, at uh, the outset that um, being before this committee is um, a, the, the single greatest honour of my life. Naturally, uh, the completion of the paper was, 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 a, was a great achievement. And indeed, it took me many, many hours, days, years, even of blood, sweat and toil uh, to complete. But uh, this, this top lad, I mean, just, just, just to be sitting in the, in the presence of, 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 of Gregor Roche, the, the great Larry Gregor Roche of, uh, of, 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 of Oslo Polytechnic, is, is quite simply uh, the, the, the single greatest uh, pleasure of my life so far. And, and naturally, Chairman uh, Cholok, um, to, to, to be, to be, to be, to be, to, to be at your left-hand side, indeed, to be at your right-hand side, or indeed in any orientation with you in the same room, uh, is bringing me so much pleasure that it, 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 is, it is really going to be quite a challenge to, uh, to adequately respond to your, to, your, to your sharply addressed and inimitably concise uh, critique of my paper. <coughs> be, be that as it may, as it may be that, indeed, um, could you, in fact, uh, concisely, concisely, if that is a word, which it is not, in fact, could you concisely uh, respond to our edits and, and see if perhaps there is any uh, way, shape or form that you could uh, see, see fit to perhaps in your um, most noble expertise upon your own person, could you actually think about how you could change the uh, shape of your paper? Uh, yeah, yes, we're, we're, we're on that Con subject. Consider yeah. origami. Ah, yes, but perhaps if I, if I resubmit Which is actually paper, a German art. Ah, yes, so I learned earlier this evening before the microphone was turned on. Um, should I, if I were to, um, if I were to unfold, uh, shall we say, the uh, pages of the paper, and resubmit. Would this adequately deal? I, I suppose it would adequately deal with your uh, with your. Well, 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 maybe, but you know, uh, would, would the text still be laid in a format that would require unfolding, or would I be able to read it from the actual swan? Ah, yes. Well, it, it would naturally interfere with the um, with the way in which the uh, text was received by the right, well, uh, reader. So there is a slight problem because, of course, uh, the footballic uh, mascot is the swan. And uh, any origami would need to be read from a fair distance uh, because this, this one would need to be printed. 
Well, naturally, feeding a swan into, uh, into, in, into a printer in cartridge is, is a challenge. Um, but but if, if you insist, I will, I, will, I will discover a way, by hook or by crook, to liquidise a swan. In any uh, way, shape or form. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, in, in a certain way, I will pursue this, this goal. And uh, using the liquidised swan, I, I, will, I will transvert its, its, uh, its matter into an ink-like substance. And perhaps by printing the paper in swan I, I, and folding it then to be in a swan shape, I may uh, adequately deal with your, uh, with your critique, Professor uh, Glickor. I'm satisfied, Chairman uh, Trollope. Uh, yeah, yes, this committee finds uh, the, um, uh, the solution to the shape of the paper quite adequate. Uh, we were thinking, um, in fact, also of the way in which your paper is itself. You see, um, it manifests itself in a rather... Um, three-dimensional, though barely in one dimension, very thin, obviously, um, but it's a very three-dimensional physical uh, thing, your paper, and we were thinking perhaps there was another way it might uh, be and exist as itself, um, perhaps in more of a uh, flighty, uh, perhaps a thought-based or uh, you know, um, uh, we could consume it in another a medium, uh, perhaps as a food, or, you know, could is there another way that you could present your ideas what other the, than a paper to our publication? Yes, I mean, one of the things I always say to my students is consider paper just a type of syntax. And what you can always do is think about syntax in another way, whether that might be through physical expression, such as dance, um, how do you make the paper communicate the message you want to send? And to whom are you sending that said message? Now, one of the things that's very interesting, if we think about this further, uh, is when we get into the philosophical arguments of, say, Munch, or indeed, uh, Stuntler. <laughs> they were very, very precise. Stuntler, mm, yes. yes. Very precise in their interpretation of what uh, language is and how one conveys that. So we'd be very interested in exploring uh, your thoughts on how you might, as it were, lift it from the page. <clears throat> well, well, uh, yes, please answer uh, now. <laughs> my great pleasure, uh, my great pleasure and privilege indeed to respond to this uh, second and indeed more, uh, if anything more penetrating and if anything more, more illuminating and if anything more elucidating than the uh, first uh, criticism, which was of course uh, legendary in its, uh, in its aspect and massive in its import. Um, resemblance between my paper on the footballer cards and indeed the footballer cards themselves and therefore the, the delivery of the paper in, in this uh, in this new and uh, entirely original way uh, perhaps resembles the ephemeral nature of the game of which we have discussed I just had a thought if if mr. Chevy you're open to suggestions upon the way in which your paper can be delivered much as the way as the footballic arts are delivered by the foot is there any way that your paper could in in fact be kicked into being because our esteemed publication has so many papers that are printed with 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 the word upon them that really it's so tired uh, medium that if you could really kick your ideas upon the reader or indeed up or into the reader uh, is there any way 
or shape or form and, and of course think of doing that. of course you know the other thing i would uh, invite you to think about in this aspect uh we, we use the term paper a lot here and you might have noticed that and and whilst we are a publication yeah, what one of the things we're very keen to do is um to make sure that it's not always just paper based I see. Uh, well, well um, yes. Um, well, it, 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 taking both of those points into account, uh, the way in which I might deliver the paper could be if I um, were to devise a, a, a new uh, machine in which the keys, uh, as it were, were formed by large uh, pedals, and uh, in which I, uh, sliding on a, a on a chair mounted onto a, a rail, uh, could, could 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 navigate between the uh, the racks of keys, and using my feet instead of my hands, I could effectively punch out the lettering. Uh, which would form the words, which would in turn be sentences, which would flow into the massive body of my text. And, and in which font would this be? Uh, the font. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, well, I'm I, assuming at least Helvetica. I, I wish, I wish um, it, it, it may be difficult to, to obtain copyright to the use of Helvetica because of the newfangled nature of the typing machine. I may indeed have to invent a new font, which I, 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 I will submit in advance for your perusal so that uh, I might know that it will meet with your approval. Given the strength of that answer, I'm more than happy to uh, commend this man to, to receive the award. Uh, I mean, uh, to me, uh, uh, Mr. Sheffer has, has described himself as a kind of um, a bicycling Gutenberg in the most... Um, Wonderful manner, really yeah, yeah. quite. Um, you know, I, I've never seen or heard or felt um, a man take a, a criticism from this com- from this panel so uh, constructively yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, positively uh, as as Mr. Sheffer has. It really is very encouraging. Now, there's one final uh, thing we wanted to talk about um, with your. Let's not call it a paper any longer, uh, but let's rather refer to it as uh, an ideas vehicle, a vehicle uh, for ideas, a vehicular uh, a fe- or vehicle, if you would. Yes. Given your feet are involved. Uh, why not? Um, let's um, address the form in which it takes. Which uh, yes. We yes. talk very much about the shape and the way, so but the, the form of the paper. Um, have you read Plato? Um. Do you mean the ceramics? I, I mean, um, Plato had his idea of his um, ideal forms. Uh, I, I, um, if a table were in heaven, how, what would it look like? Uh, if um, ah. I were to say mm. to you, um, think of a table, um, ah. what are the very basic elements that you must think of to come up with a table? And if you could perhaps translate um, your... Uh, uh, a kicked um, landscape and portrait origami swan um, ideas vehicle um, into uh, a, an ideal platonic form. Um, mm. How how would you achieve? I mean, one, 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 one of the things I always say to my students is, uh, imagine uh, you're growing up. Uh, yes. Um, oh, he always uh, says this to his students. Yes, go yeah, on. Imagine you're growing up, and. Um, Oh, you own a uh, an MP3 player. Uh, you can load music onto this player. Now, onto this uh, MP3 player, you have a, a Pink Floyd album. Now, you only have a pair of a very basic set of uh, polyphonic headphones that you've plugged in and you've listened to this. Uh, the treble quality is low. 
face quality is low, but you don't know this because you're not quite uh, sort of au fait. Not, then, a, not an audio file. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite, quite. And then one day, um, you are given a pair of uh, Bosey, uh, lovely headphones, and these are groundbreaking platinum 9v6s, and uh, you listen to the album, and suddenly everything has changed. The bass quality is there, there's a tonal variation, the melodic values come through much stronger, and that treble range is suddenly going through your skull at a rate of knots that you have not yet experienced. Now this is what's interesting when we think about the form of how we uh, present footballic studies, and that's why I think platonic visions are quite so important to um, have considered. That's what I always say to my students. Ah, yes, well, I feel privileged indeed. Indeed, I feel indeed I feel blessed uh, to to have received that um, from you, uh, uh, Professor Glegorosh. I, I I will I will treasure it and I will repeat it to myself daily. It will become a sort of mantra. I may even tattoo it um, on a visible surface the closest as possible to my eyes, so that when I write glance into a, a mirror or a window or any indeed any other reflective surface, perhaps the chrome of a hinge on a shower door, I will uh, be reminded of the of the of the of the wisdom and of the profundity of uh, of, of of the depth of your being. And indeed, yourself, chairman, I I I cannot explain how how dearly this this uh, this platonic ideal of the paper excites me when I consider reducing it and indeed elevating it to the platonic. Uh, form. It, 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 the blood is flowing irresistibly to my, uh, to my genitalia, and indeed I, I'm beginning to become uh, light-headed. Uh, yes, wonderful, <laughs> Sheffer. Well, if you could make those tiny little tweaks and get his back to us tomorrow, that would be wonderful. Goodbye, Sheffer! Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. The latest installation in the Imperial War Museum's 10 Downing Street Brexit War Room. The latest installation brought to you in Project 2300. Looking back on moments that made Britain. And here we have the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, making the most calculated decision of all. Um, Prime Minister, uh, you're needed downstairs urgently. What about those files? Prime Minister! Postbox is a good one. But Boris! But. God's sake. Call him his name, you loads of calls. What's that? Big Brother. Prime Minister? Big Brother Boris! I'm ready for you, Carrie! Hop on! They're expecting you downstairs. You're needed downstairs. Oh, what? Downstairs? Yes, sir. But, oh, <coughs> right. I'll, um, I'll put some clothes on, shall I? Yes, you must, sir. <laughs> sir, are you ready? Be <laughs> pleasure, Boris. <laughs> no, Gary, I'm ready for you. Hop on! <laughs> sir, they're expecting you downstairs now. What? What? Oh, oh. I'll, um, <laughs> put some clothes on? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I think you better. Yes, no, not, not your whiff back outfit. <laughs> oh, right. Um, Something more diplomatic. Yes, yes, those are trousers. There you go. <clears throat> Sorry, I wouldn't get into blackface for today's cross <laughs> I would just come downstairs. Oh, of course. <laughs> no, don't come downstairs. Just come Walk. downstairs. Thank yeah. you, Boris. Yeah. Right, hold on. I just... <clears throat> before I have to meet people, I have to... 
You're the saviour of the United Kingdom. Ah! Ah, yes. Good. Right, I'm feeling ready. Right, where's the Union Jack flags? Here, sir. There you go. Thank you. And, right, where's my wig? Uh, here, sir. Ah. Backwards as usual. Thank you. Uh, right. And, um... <clears throat> Hello there. Nice to see you again, Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Rule Britannia. Britannia oh, rules the waves. We've got Brit- Sorry, I'm just in the middle of it. Of course, oh, of rule Britannia. Of course, it's how I start every day. I know, sir. <laughs> right. now, let me just get to the climax. Uh, Britain never, never, never shall be slaves. Rule Brit... Um, <coughs> Britannia. Yes, but I can't have noticed you're staring at me. You know I don't like anyone to look me directly in the eye. Well, sir, you're on TV. It's time you got over your fear of being looked at. Oh, I see. I've agreed to a pesky interview with you, haven't I? You have, sir. Right. Well, well. Well, well sir, welcome tell to the historic interview. Uh, it's been five months since we left the EU, and currently, uh, precisely half of Britain is on fire. And I would like to know would you qualify this as a success? Wait, listen to the sound I can make with my mouth when I do this. Isn't that remarkable? It, yeah. it is remarkable, sir. Well, I just think we should we should focus on the positives. Half of Britain may be on fire, but half of Britain is doing just fine. There's the other half, spreading out the flames, banding together, filling up buckets from the village well, truly, truly um, championing the great British spirit. And yes, half may be burning, but the other half, that is, um, that remains unburnt. So you would call this, yes, an unqualified success? I would call this the sort of difficult national reckoning we have to go through to put Britain back on the right track. You know what they say, when you're in a big hole, keep digging. And what happens then is eventually you get through to the other side of the planet. And when you're on the other side, then you can breathe. So your definition of a success is that half the country is currently not on fire. Well, yes, and I've had some very good advice. Um, and I actually have my special advisor, Dominic Cummings, here to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to help me with the, with the answer to this question. Yes, Dominic. Mr Cummings, welcome. Uh, hello. Hello, sir. Um, half of Britain is currently on fire. What's your response to that? Do you agree with the Prime Minister's statement? Of course. Um, but what I would object to is, is this sort of bias that you're peddling. Um, because half the country isn't on fire. It's been rewarmed in a, an eco-friendly energy project that this government has sponsored right the way through. Yeah, that's a spin you could absolutely put on it, sir. But the, the statement is, what's not on fire is... Uh, Big blowjob on it. <laughs> Rule Britannia! Britannia! Yes. And while you're right that only half of it is on fire, what's left of it is uh, mostly underwater. So when you said they were well, helping again, we've each always, other we've out, always been a seaside yeah. nation, an island nation, yeah. it's only natural that we are uh, you know, united again with the waves. What, what, what he said? But the Lake District is now just a lake. A district of lakes, yes. Well, not of lakes, one big lake, but ocean. That, um, well, you know, uh, and, and so forth. I believe I've proved my point. And Jeremy Corbyn, Jeremy Corbyn is unfit um, to be to be the opposition. And uh, as you know, I've done very well in um, in, in my job so far. And um, Carrie, I'm ready for you. We didn't have tornadoes here until we started putting into traffic circles. Because on the counter, you want to know why? That when people go round and round in circles, it causes disturbance in the atmosphere and causes tornadoes. Eagle. Eagle. The back door's open. Eagle. Where's my monster? Ma- master? Eagle. 
did you leave the back door open again? Master, I... I... That's Doctor Master to you! (laughs) Doctor Master, please, I... I only left the back door open so that your monster could get a bit of air. But, but, but why are you interrupting our diplomatic congress? Fresh air, Igor. Fresh air contains oxygen. Oxygen oxygenates things. Oxygenating is rotting. Do you want to rot my monster? Igor, unleash yourself and fetch my monster. Right away, Dr. Master, right away. We'll resume the Congress in due course. Igor, if you could scurry away without showing me your disgusting bum hole. I had to eat my trousers. I'm so sorry. Life is hard in Bulgaria now. We have nothing. We had nothing before. And now we have less. Let it be a lesson to you, Igor. First, eat your shirt. Then your trousers. Yes, Dr. Master. Yes, I will remember that. Away! My creation. My golem of sexolosity. Oh, he has a cold. Oh, my coronavirus incorruptible. Jones's Bridge Tournament on Wednesday. Yes! What do you... Yes. Sorry. What, my monster, do you bid in response to two clubs? (laughs) I didn't revise. I made friends. Oh, God! He's lost to me! The one true enemy of Bridge! Daddy, Dr. Denny, friend. Yeah, we've uh, we've been sharing pear drops. Pear drops. Oh, the mortal enemy of Bridge, a friend. Bridge? Where's the bridge? I love bridges. Oh, no, pear drops and friends. Thank you for early imbibing us today. You've been listening to Mildred's Milk Eaton. Please come again. Oh.